0: My name is Corey, and welcome to the RCF Podcast, a place where you can dive deep into what the scriptures say, get caught up on current events, or sit back and listen to topical discussions on life from all ages. Hey guys, this is Corey Wafer here. I'm sitting here with Liz. Hi there. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how many of you guys know her. Um, she has been going to RCF for about... Two years. You may have noticed Liz down in the coffee shop or just hanging out on a Sunday. Um she is currently in the nursing program, so she's got a, a busy life. Yeah. Um so let's introduce you, talk about you. All right. Well,
1: uh yeah, so my name is Liz. I moved down here two years ago to start the nursing program. I used to live in Beaverton up near Portland. And um, got accepted into the nursing program down here and just kind of picked up my whole life and moved down here with uh, Corey and Ellie, who go to the church. And um, yeah, I have been doing that for the last two years. I'll graduate soon. Um, our graduation date is in June. And um, like Corey said, I'm uh, pretty busy, especially with this last term, because things are kind of wrapping up and there's just a lot going on with um, with work and clinicals and school and all that, so,
0: yeah. You may have also seen her in the newspaper. Oh, Shout my out. gosh. <laughs>
1: Please don't read your newspaper for the next couple of weeks.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I also, yeah, I'd like to talk about, for people who don't know, um, when you were first moving here from Portland, it was, um, it was a total God thing because, yeah, Ellie, Bennett, and I, we were looking for a roommate because we couldn't afford rent, just the two of us, and yeah. there was... There was no one who was available, and we were just like, Well, if it's not meant to be, and mm-hmm. we're not supposed to move out right now, or. And on my least, side, yeah.
1: I was looking for a roommate because I was like, I need to move in two months, and I know no one down there. And how do you start going, like, how do you find roommates? And I was looking on Craigslist, and everyone was kind of creepy. And <laughs> so it was a huge, huge, God thing.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I think it was your mom contacted our church office Mm -hmm. and uh katie hogan was working at the office on that day um and yeah your mom contacted was like hey my daughter needs a place to stay down there and katie was like "Hmm, i have a younger sister and a friend who needs just so (laughs) happy yeah yeah so it was super crazy it worked out perfectly um and so yeah that's How and why you ended up here. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and it was great because it wasn't just with some random roommates that I would never really form any connection with. Um, It just happened to where I became really good friends with my roommates, and they were really great about introducing me to their church life and their friend group and including me in on everything. And so it made me feel really at home as soon as I moved down here, which was amazing. It was a good feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So while you've been down here, um, yeah, you've made a nice friend circle with the Hogans and the Bennett's and everybody, and it's been so nice to get to know you and yeah. have you around. And um, yeah, last year, you just, um, you brought up some, some life changes that you were going through, and that brings us to the topic of our interview today. Mm-hmm. And would you like to share a little bit yeah. with us today?
1: Um yeah, so last year, I kind of uh, went through a big life change. Um, my parents were um, ended up going through a divorce. We had a lot of family situations happen um that were really really tough um and it it definitely changed my world uh, significantly because I went from mm-hmm. living in a in a fairly peaceful home with um you know like my family was all together and you know, I my parents were together, and I have three brothers who are great, and it was just kind of your, like, normal – well, maybe not normal, but just your family that you grow up with. Yeah, and so I – my family was um, – <laughs> just kind of went through a big change where um, my parents needed to separate, and, um, and that kind of changed my whole world because it was this big thing, like, well, I no longer – have the, um, the same family situation that I did a couple months ago. And now my whole life, my home situation and, um, everything else kind of changed. And so it brought on a lot of sadness just with situations that happened and, um, and caused a lot of change personally in me because I was going through the stage of figuring out how to cope with everything that happened and continues to happen and to, um, to also learn how to grow from it because Mm. it's a really hard thing. And when you go through hard things, like it's a natural response to be really sad and to um, want to grieve. And uh, I'm not a person who can stay in that. I'm a very like, let's get up and go and fix yourself and you're going to be okay. And I had Mm. to learn to not be like that. And I had to learn to let myself feel those emotions and go through that grieving process and – and so, yeah, it's, uh, that was a huge growth thing for me. And just, um, spiritually, I grew a ton too. Um, mm-hmm.
0: so yeah, that's kind of what, <laughs> what went on. Yeah. And, and I'm sure just with how much it, it changed your life, it's, it's crazy how much I think it actually touched, um, your friend group as well. Um, just cause all of us, all of our parents are still together and, um, And yeah, it made me, made me just, you know, look at it from a different perspective. And there was, um, there was a, a post shared on the story of, um, of the Instagram page, Christians Who Curse Sometimes. Oh yeah. They were going, (laughs) (laughs) they were going through, um, I think they were talking about divorce or just Mm -hmm. stuff that makes you feel alone. And someone, they had shared someone's comment that their parents had just gone through a divorce. And they were in a really strong Christian community and they felt like super alone and mm. that they couldn't talk to anyone right. about it. And when I saw that, it was like at the same time that oh, you were going yeah? through that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh is this listen? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, not far off from how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just saw it and it just, I mean, I was always, I was already telling myself that I needed to be there for you and um and then when i i saw that it was just a reminder like you're not alone and yeah. um did did you feel alone in our Yeah, i mean
1: everything that you describe in that post was um kind of it was and still is a feeling that i get just because um for seeing i never when i was a kid foresaw my parents getting a divorce and Um, it, it was just not what you did in the Christian community. It was very frowned upon. Like it was a last resort thing. And, um, and if it does happen, it's a hush hush thing. Like it's almost in the community that I grew up in, at least it was almost a shameful thing, no matter what the situation was. And, um, and it was also just not a normal thing. Like it wasn't something that I ever quite anticipated as a young kid. And then as I got older, um, and, the family dynamic kind of changed and things went on, it became more of a reality, but, um, I still wouldn't talk about anything, um, with friends or family or, um, cause it was just, it was my problem. It was our family's private matter. And then finally, when the divorce happened, it was a lot of that same feeling too. Like, well, who do I talk to? Like it's, you know, you can't really exactly go up to someone and, um, just like spill this story about like your parents getting a divorce without them looking at you like what happened or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like thinking that they're going to think that, you know, someone's in the wrong, that your parents shouldn't have gotten a divorce because we've had that before where people tell us like you should have stayed together during this situation, even though like it would have been a very bad thing to stay together. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. And so um it was just another experience a new experience for me too um having to go from saying like oh yeah like i i went and visited my parents to all of a sudden like oh yeah like you know just one of them and um mm-hmm. and so yeah it was it was weird kind of making that adjustment and um yes that feeling of loneliness um did set in until i kind of realized like everyone goes through things and everyone has their own story, whether it's a divorce or, um, breakup or, you know, whatever else people, no one is alive who hasn't been affected by something Mm. that has hurt them in some way. Um, and, and so realizing that has helped because, um, I think it's given me a little bit more, uh, of an ability to be compassionate towards myself and also to realize that, um, that I don't really need to to worry about what other people are going to think about me mm-hmm. in my situation I can um you know say what I feel like I need to say and um and then yeah that's that's it like I I don't have to necessarily worry about judgment from other people
0: yeah yeah during um during all of this um, cuz I see you have your bible sitting <laughs> on your lap um <sighs> did you have you know just when you were going through the motions or trying to wrap your head around the whole situation? Were there verses that you got drawn to or? Yeah. So I wish I had brought my personal Bible (laughs) because I do have verses that I highlighted
1: as I was kind of going through the whole situation and, um, and they impacted me in a significant way. I kind of, like I mentioned before, um, the, my spiritual growth through this whole thing has been a incredible, like it's, um, been such a blessing that God has touched my life in such a deep way mm-hmm. with this situation, um, it I can't think. I don't have any specific verses with me because I don't <laughs> have my personal one. Um, but I'll just kind of go through what what ideas I read through that really helped me with um, with my process. Um, so i I heard this little um, analogy, or just something that people would say when I was younger about how you can have two people who go through the exact same thing and one person decides that they they want to turn away from God, that they have been wronged and they're just going to leave the faith because it never gave them anything um, or all it gave them is pain. And then you have the other person who went through that same thing and they decide, I have to lean on God. Like there's mm-hmm. no way I can get through this without God and someone helping me. Um, and I'm so thankful that that second situation was my situation because <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine where I would be without God right now. Um, but yeah, so before, um, everything kind of happened, I was probably, I would say in a fairly stagnant place in my life. Like I've been a Christian my whole life and it's what my family, um, raised me in, in my church. And I've always gone to like a school that, you know, embodies those values. And so it's a very normal thing for me, but, um, I was definitely in that kind of complacent state where it's like, ah, yeah, I believe that, but you know, I'm not really pursuing it like I should. Um, and then everything happened, and I, I just was in a state where it's like, I, there is no way that I can't lean on God right now. Like I, <laughs> myself, is no longer <laughs> sufficient. <laughs> yeah. So um, I really started leaning into reading the Word and praying, and it it was such a, um, something that I, I felt like I had to, wanted to do. It wasn't just like I had to do. I did feel like I had to do it because it was what was keeping me alive and happy and still going. And, yeah. um, but at the same time it was, it wasn't like, oh, I have to do it kind of thing. It was, I really want to do this. Like, I feel like I'm receiving life from this. Yeah, And, um, and so that was incredible. Um, I, it's very, you know, much the place that a lot of people will turn to, but Psalms and Proverbs were some of the, the ones that just kind of hit home the most. Um, I, I remember reading through um, just a lot of Psalms, but especially Psalm 13, where David is um, just crying out to God, like, how long, oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Um, just the sorrow that he talks about in his um in his chapters, it's just like crying out to God, like, why am I going through this suffering? But then it was so nice too, because there was also the verses where it's he's like, I know that there is a purpose for this. And mm-hmm. I understand that I will not be oppressed forever. I will not be, you know hurt by enemies forever. And so that was great for me because those were the same feelings I was having. I was like, I feel like the the world is crashing down right now. Um, everything's burning. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I, I know in my heart that that is not all God has for me um, because he has promised me that there is so much joy and that there is, there is more that he's offering to me because I'm a child of him. And so that was really therapeutic to read through, just, like, knowing that even someone as biblical as David could could talk about this sorrow, could even question God, like, why is this, all of this happening? Um, and at the same time, think, like, okay, you know, there's also, like, a lot of truth and growth that can come from this mm-hmm. and um, hope that he's, you know, writing about. So that has yeah, been super helpful to go through and, um,
0: yeah. 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 I love that you got pulled into Psalms and, and Proverbs to, z- I, I forget about them because it's terrible. I see them as like baby Christian scriptures. Yeah, it's I like know. something it's, that people always go to. <laughs> when I was I'm bringing like, them up, I was like, everyone's going to be like, of course, <laughs> of course she was reading Psalms. <laughs> no, I mean, there's but, a reason why so yeah. many
1: people go to them.
0: I know. Yeah. I think, um, our, our home fellowship, uh, I, I can't remember, we might be going through, I think we're going through Jeremiah now, but before Katie did have us go through, um, I don't remember if it was the Psalms or the Proverbs, but one of them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's just, they're, they're short and they are a roller coaster of emotions, but there are a lot of great and relatable things in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, one last topic that I wanted to cover, um, well, as as we were all hanging out and um and you felt more comfortable sharing with the group, you know about your parents' divorce and how that was affecting you and everything. We um uh, we got into topics of just just marriage a lot and just life. And um, do you think that this whole experience has changed any view that you have on marriage or life plans or? That's a great question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's going to change as the months and years go on. And I feel like it's, it was definitely different if you had asked me that same question a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, My answer right now is, you know, a couple years ago, I would have thought like, well, marriage is what you do. Like, I'm Mm going to get older, I'm going to get married and have kids. And that's just what everyone does. And that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, from this whole thing, I feel like my eyes were open to how important marriage is, how how much work it is, um, that it's not just something that you jump into. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, I don't know. I don't know that I would have necessarily had that mindset before that, like you just get married to whoever you like, but I probably would have leaned more towards that. But from all of this, I have kind of gotten maybe too critical of a view of marriage sometimes, but, um, I, I also feel like my eyes have been open to, um, how, how much you, how much thought you should put into your choice of getting married if you want to or not and Mm -hmm. who you get married to. Um, I tend to uh, now be someone who is like, well, you know, <laughs> everything's going to go bad. And <laughs> so don't even go down that road like I'm going to be a happy single woman forever. <laughs> um, but I also know that that is not reality and that having living a single life ha- comes with its own um, hardships. But um, I would say, though, that my view of marriage is that it is a very beautiful thing. It is something mm. that God specifically outlines in Scripture as being— um, being something that he intends for us. It is not a bad thing. And, Mm -hmm. and from divorce, um, most people experience it in some way, whether it's in their own family, they have a friend, they know someone. Um, and so I think that it can be easy to get bogged down in the idea that marriage is doomed at some point, Mm -hmm. that you're going to be miserable when you're 50, 60 years old with your partner. Um, and so I've realized that you need to be very intentional about who you are dating, who you are thinking about marrying. Um, It is, it's not something that should be a light decision. Mm -hmm. Um, You need to know that the person that you marry values your relationship um, very highly, but above all values God. And that's something that, you know, I heard when I was younger, um, but it it was like, oh, yeah, of course, like they'll – they go to church. They're fine. (laughs) Um, But now, you know, if I did meet a partner and was considering marriage, it would be of utmost importance that I saw them following God above all else, that they seek to serve God above serving anything else because, you know, by serving God, you are serving everything else um, Mm -hmm. in the way that you need to. And so, um, I, yeah, I do feel like my eyes have been open to just, um, having a more critical view of, um, you know, what I should be looking for in a partner and Mm -hmm. for myself too, just how I should grow myself to become the person who does deserve to have a, an amazing partner want to marry me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, with that said, I also, I need to remind myself that like, it's okay that there are hardships because you're not going to have a perfect marriage, um, God doesn't promise that. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, God does promise hardships, mm-hmm. and um, and so it, it's a good thing for me to remember that it's okay to to go through those hardships and to not think that your marriage is doomed. <laughs> but as long as you are keeping your eye on God and following how He says a beautiful marriage should look, then um, you know your marriage can be really fruitful.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, I would say too that that idea of marriage that is going to really help me later in life because, um, if I do get married, it'll, it'll be with more of a, um, more wisdom than I would have thought about it beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, but God has also used the situations that have happened in my life to teach me, um, so many more things and to bring so much goodness to my life, um, which has been amazing to see too. Um, you know, with all of the pain, it's, it's very cliche, but like with all the gray clouds, there's a silver lining. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I have especially noticed that in my life. Um, God has been so faithful to our family and bringing about friendships that, you know, we never expected we would have that have, um, grown us so much as a family, like our relationship with, um, with each other inside of our family, like our siblings. And, um, all that has just gone, grown so much stronger. Um, friends have stepped up and just been there for us in incredible ways, and I have learned to appreciate friendships more, to be very intentional about um, about caring about someone else's life and like <laughs> wanting to be there instead of just kind of being my independent self. Mm-hmm. And um, so, it, with all of the hard things that have happened, I. Feel incredibly blessed to have gone through it because of what God has given me through that. Um, so yeah, it's it hasn't been a totally bad thing <laughs> necessarily. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, well, thank you so much for yeah. sitting down and spilling your guts and uh, <laughs> sharing. You thank you, you for talking with us. me. You're very welcome. Uh, well, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, hope to catch you guys on the next podcast. Have a wonderful week.